Cupid Zero has struck Syracuse right in the heart and in a good way as well. The Orange take down the Wolfpack, the 23rd ranked Wolfpack, 75 to 72 tonight inside the JMA Wireless Dome. I'm Liam Griffin. I've been behind the Fizz Twitter all night long, taking you through what turned into a much wilder game than I think we originally anticipated. So SU comes in really sluggish. And when I say come in, I mean starts off the game. The passes were discombobulated. There was really no offensive flow whatsoever. But as the first half went on, you saw Judah throw those lobs up to Malik Brown. And that really got the crowd going. And then as the second half rolls on, you start to think, oh, God, we've seen this movie before. SU jumps out to a lead against a good team. And then all of a sudden, Jesse Edwards hits a three-pointer. Who on God's green one saw that coming? I'm sitting here speechless talking about it because it's probably the most well-rounded game Jesse Edwards has played in his Syracuse career in sole part because of that three-pointer. He was fantastic down low, 17 rebounds, 18 points, nothing to scoff at. But a three-pointer, who saw that coming? I certainly did not. And when you're going up against a big boy like DJ Burns down low too, who Jim Beheim described in the presser, reminds him of Zach Randolph, who was fantastic with the Grizzlies a few years ago. Multiple-time All-Star when he was in the pros. And DJ Burns... Very, very, very big, 6'9", 275, had his, had his way down low. But down the stretch, NC State is down one, a chance to take the lead. Jesse Edwards for, draws a charge, and the rest, as they say, is history. The Orange somehow, someway escape victorious 75-72. to 72. Now, the thing about this game that is particularly awe-striking, the balance offensively was – was was really good and it's weird of me to say that when 73 of the 75 points came from starters but and you have Judah Mintz dropping 20 but it didn't feel like one singular player was dominating offensively like we've seen in games fast like I know this is three months ago now but if you go back to the Richmond game Joe, Joe Girard was the offense that game point blank he, he goes over 30 points and he is really the only reason Syracuse walks away from that first game of the Empire Classic victorious, and then he lays a dud the next night against St. John's, but that's besides the point. You didn't get the feeling that one player was going to take over down the stretch. It was a, it was a five-man effort to a T, and against a team like NC State, you needed it. You had guys like Smith knocking down three-pointers, trying to get it down low to Burns, and even though there was a multitude of air balls in this one and the student section that was right next to where we were sitting in the dome, let, let the Wolfpack hear it. They're still able to escape victorious. How about it? 75-72, Syracuse takes down 23rd-ranked NC State on Valentine's Day. How about that as well? If you watch this one with your significant other or without your significant other, I hope you were treated to a fantastic performance. Liam Griffin. Here breaking down the 75-72 orange win over NC State. And this, I don't want to say puts the notion that Syracuse can't close against good teams to bed entirely because the track record for the most part is still majority negative. UNC, Miami, and Virginia are the three in particular that come to mind. But now you've won three straight conference games. You've got on the road to beat Boston College and Florida State. 
neither of whom are world beaters, but at the same time, winning on, on the road in ACC play, it's not easy. And the fact that you were able to do it in two straight games says a lot. NC State is a much better team than both the Eagles and Seminoles, and it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But coming in, surging, and coming out slow like this team has grown a tendency to do, but still finding a way to bounce back and emerge victorious, it's huge. And I don't know, in fact, I'll go as far as to say I doubt it'll have any NCAA tournament implications at this point. But, and our articles say this much on the orangefizz.com, the NIT is not out of the realm of possibility. And wins like this tonight prove it. No one's going to be happy about it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. 75-72, Syracuse takes down number 23, NC State. Now let's start to look ahead. Duke coming in on Saturday. I'll be the first to say that the Blue Devils don't intimidate me. I don't think that's a hot take whatsoever. This Duke team came into the preseason highly ranked in the polls, coming off of a Final Four berth in Coach K's last season. And, well, they simply have not, those expectations simply have not been met. Yes, you have studs like Kyle Falapowski, Jeremy Roach, Damon Few. But the, but, I'm struggling for words about Duke because they just haven't met their potential. I don't know if it's because of a first-year head coach or if those prospects were simply overhyped. But Duke is a winnable game. And you're running out of these chances to get a win against good teams. You got one tonight. You got one tonight. But after tonight, you have Duke on Saturday, prime opportunity, and you go on the road to face Clemson and Pitt consecutively. One of those games would be a quad one win. I believe I believe it would be Clemson. That time is ticking. Time is ticking, and there's no simpler way to put it. This is a big win tonight, but going forward, you need to see more of this. You need to see Chris Bell active on the glass. The fact that this is the first time in his SU career that there have been consecutive games where the California native grabs three or more rebounds, it's writing on the wall. He needs to be more active on the glass. The message that finally appears to be sinking in after 26 games now that he needs to be better rebounding the basketball. And you need you need that down the line. There's no simple way of putting it. I'd like to see more assertiveness out of Malik Brown as well. And you can find all these thoughts and more in my post-game article that is up now on theorangefizz.com. Malik Brown had a solid game. 10.6 rebounds. That's no stat line to scoff at, but he wasn't really assertive. You didn't see him make the big plays down low that you typically like to see him him make, those game-changing plays. Like, he had some rim-rattling dunks in the first half, not a lot of that in the second half. And there's a reason Malik is now starting over Benny Williams, and he has all but proven that with his play on the court. But he needs to turn into the game-changer, especially going up against Kyle Filipowski down the stretch. You get P.J. Hall in a few weeks. You get... Pitt again. Jamarius Burton and Nellie Cummings are outstanding from beyond the end the season with Georgia Tech and Wake Forest at home. If you if you lose the Wake Forest game, I don't know what to tell you because that is the Jerry McNamara Hakeem Warwick Jersey retirement ceremony. You absolutely cannot lose this game on that game under any circumstances. You just can't. And Georgia Tech, a team you beat by 17 earlier this season. So call me crazy, but with how Clemson and Pitt have been struggling lately, Syracuse could end the regular season on an eight-game win streak. A lot needs to happen. A lot needs to happen. 
but the momentum to make it happen is there. Come into the Dome on Monday, on Saturday, I should say. Beat Duke. You're at 17 and 10. By the way, 16 wins now guarantees that the Orange will not finish with a losing record this year. Sing hallelujah to the heavens because one losing season was bad. Two in a row, oh boy, this fan base would have erupted in flames. Not in a good way either, ladies and gentlemen. Now to have that off your belt, you're going to finish above 500, even with really terrible losses this season. You have that monkey off your back. Now you can focus on finishing the season strongly, not necessarily going to the NCAA tournament, though Joe and already said something along the lines today of if Syracuse goes 4-2 and two over its last six, it's back in the tournament conversation, which is crazy to think about. With all the turmoil this team has gone through this year, you, you thought for a second that the NCAA—if you thought for a second that the NCAA tournament was a remote possibility—then you're crazy. And now we're joined by fellow Fizz staffer Cameron Isaire, who's connecting to us right now, here to help us out with Syracuse's 79-75-72 victory over number 23 NC State. Cam, I don't know—I know you just got in here, but I've been at a loss for words trying to break this thing down because it's been it was a crazy night well-balanced attack so what say you my friend hey liam can you hear me i got you buddy yeah i mean i first off because i just hopped in here i want to know any exact points you have from this game because i know i have a lot of thoughts but i'd like to respond to yours first I think the biggest thing I took away from this, Cam, was how well-balanced the scoring was. You didn't really see one single player dominate the offense. Like Richmond, for example, when Joe Girard had 30-something had thirty something and then laid a dub the next night. So the fact that Judah had 20, but it didn't feel like he was dominating the basketball, like we've seen some of SU's leading scorers do in games past. I was a huge fan of the unselfishness, too. Now, I think that there's something to be said of Jesse Edwards not having his most efficient night earlier on in the season. You expected a guy like Edwards to shoot 60, 70% from the field because of a lot of his uh, buckets were in the paint and a lot of them were bunnies, but you now, didn't expect one of those field goals to be a three pointer though. I'm pretty sure that was one of the most insane things. I will say I was in class as this game happened, which was a shame, but I did have the game up, which I was fortunate uh, enough to have. And when he hit that three, I was at a loss of words because that wasn't a normal three. That wasn't 25-26. That was past 30 feet. Yeah. I mean, you didn't expect that. I think that you can throw all of the uh, Jesse Edwards isn't the same player as he was at the beginning of the season. All of those, um, all those claims out the window because teams are approaching and assessing Jesse Edwards as they should as a premier, not just shot blocker on the defensive end, but a premier offensive player, too, in the ACC, and that he can contend with the big guys, even like a DJ Burns. He didn't use his height to his advantage earlier on in the first half, which I think thwarted his ability to have a game that was more efficient. So I loved his unselfishness late in the game, where the ball would get to him on rolls more than it would get to him 15 feet away from the basket. He got great position down low, and it helps when NC State's not really a tall team. Loved the unselfishness on his end. Joe Girard, I thought toward the end of that game, yes, there were a few turnovers that were a bit wishy-washy and that you'd rather 
a senior not make. But I thought his unselfishness to pass the ball off and let Judah Mintz run the offense that late in the game was great. And maybe it wasn't a premier scoring night for him, but Judah was terrific. He was not just trying to get to the basket with a purpose, but he had an end result. So in terms of unselfishness out of your backcourt, I thought that was great. And then Chris Bell started to realize he doesn't have to huck up threes from the corner every single possession. So yes, it wasn't a complete game in terms of an offensive approach, but I thought there were times where you could just tell this team meshing and gelling together more, where you get it to the hot hand, and then you move in transition and use your athletic legs, like getting Malik Brown running the floor. Yeah, Tim, I think the point you mentioned about Jesse Edwards going up against DJ Burns, who Jim Beheim compared to Zach Randolph in the press conference camp. I know I'm not you're a surprised. big Lakers fan. I'm but not surprised. I know you remember how dominant Zach Randolph was in the paint back in the day. So you love to see that. And just a great team win, Cam. Really well-balanced scoring attack. And it's, it's great to see because you've got Duke coming up this weekend. Probably going to be the biggest student section crowd of the season. You love to see it. And going forward, before I let you go, I want to know what your expectations are down the stretch for this team. You have five games left. And I said it earlier, I think all five of them are winnable. I agree with you. I don't think that's a question. If Judah Mintz plays like he did today, hitting clutch threes, getting to the rim, and getting good position at the block. So instead of creating contact nearer to the short corner, you create contact toward the block and allow the refs to make the call other than bigger bodies that will block your shot. Joe Girard needs to play better. Uh, I know that teams are defending him as they should, but I think this action of running off screens close at the hip with Jesse Edwards is not going to work against better defenders that can get lower to the ground. My expectation uh, beside Judah and Joe is this is going to be the Jesse Edwards we see for the rest of the year where you got Kyle Filipowski coming up against Duke. You, you, you know, you look at the games, the Jamarius Burtons of the world when, when Syracuse plays Pittsburgh, uh, Clemson, they don't just have a center that's tall in PJ Hall. They have a lot of forwards and even guards that are six, seven, six, eight. Damn, PJ Hall might be the best big in the ACC. Right, right. What I'm saying is Clemson's also very lengthy and wide on the perimeter. So you have six, seven, six, eight, two, and Jesse Edwards would have to contend with them on the defensive end, and he can uh, fall into foul trouble. But my expectation is this is the Jesse Edwards you're getting for the rest of the season. How does a Joe Girard compare to him? Does Judah Mintz stay consistent on both ends of the floor? My expectation is this can be a tournament team with how they played today, but how much are they willing to play through Jesse Edwards? If they're willing to play through Edwards as much as they did today, and he continues to be smart, which I expect him to be, now the, the, uh, all the pressure falls on the shoulders of your backcourt. Judah's shown it. Joe's fallen off a bit. Yes, the forwards are always trouble. I mean, only two bench points today, but you'd expect that. Again, LG, my expectations are this is the Jesse Edwards you're getting for the rest of the season, which is a supreme positive. But how will your guards play? Because you saw in the first half, there was a six-minute stretch, no field goals for Syracuse. There was a five-minute stretch, no points for the Cuse. And if NC State took advantage and made more shots, as they did in the second half, then it's game over in the first half. 
how will the guards respond against really high-scoring teams in Duke, in Clemson, in Pittsburgh, even Wake Forest down the line? My expectation is that's the Jesse you're going to get for the rest of the year, but how will the guards respond offensively? That's Cameron Zaire, one of the most knowledgeable basketball minds Central New York has to offer. Cam, appreciate you jumping in on this Fizz instant reactions after Syracuse's 75-72 Valentine's Day thriller over number 23 NC State. Cam, thanks again and happy Valentine's Thank Day. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, I mean, that is one of the uh, the best compliments I could have ever received. I don't know if I'm the, the best and the brightest of minds, but I'm hoping that I'm hoping <laughs> I am for the games moving forward. Thanks so much. Thank you, Cam. Final score, Syracuse 75, number 23, NC State 72. I'm Liam Griffin. Thanks so much for tuning in to this Fizz Instant Reaction. You can catch this if you missed a part of it or and all of our content on theorangefizz.com. It's an exciting time, mid to late February, basketball season, getting down the stretch. So you'll want to keep it locked to all of our content on the site and at Orange Fizz on Twitter. Thanks so much. Have a lovely evening.